Hi, Karen. I am thrilled to see your beautiful face, even though I sound like a nasally Muppet and uh, a nasally Muppet that has COVID and is in Bend and not New York. But great to see you. Oh, my gosh. Katie, it is always wonderful to see you, even with all of those caveats. I don't think you sound like a Muppet, even if you did. Muppets are great. (laughs) It's true. Who doesn't love love Muppets? I have two Muppets on the couch behind me. Fair. I do hate that you have COVID. Oh my God. What <laughs> oh my God. Also me and so many people right now, I swear to God. Have you been hearing? Everyone has COVID right now. It's very Everyone is. Oh yeah. Cancel's <laughs> so hot right now. COVID's so hot right now. Oh my God, Katie, you're so <laughs> on trend right now. So on trend. Yes. Oh my God, did you get COVID from TikTok? <laughs> Seriously. Fall fashion 2023 COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Sparkles and COVID. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Sequins slash COVID. (sighs) But yeah, um, so there's that, and there that's the that's the one of the headlines, I guess, for today. But really, and I can get into it. But Karen, the more important headline (laughs) is that you and MLB are now back in Indy. But you earlier last week went to new orleans to see the queen i would love to hear how like seriously how did it go i'm like dying to know oh my god well and you have been to the show here's one thing i will tell you i did not know do you know she changes almost every costume every show oh my god no i've seen a lot of costume changes on instagram but i'm like are those every single like that's hundreds if not thousands of like the fanciest costumes i've ever seen in my life Exactly. She did 56 shows. And some of the, there was a New York Times article over the weekend about the financial impact of Beyonce, which I was fascinated by. So the estimate is $4.5 billion with a B is her financial impact, the financial impact of this tour on the United States economy. Unbelievable. That is so incredible. Also, she should be winning a Nobel Prize for that, for that figure right there. Yes, exactly. Oh my God. So, um, all right, anyway, yes, I feel like there is my life before the Beyonce show and my life after the Beyonce show. It was just that seismic shift in my life. Like BB before Beyonce and AB after Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) So DB during Beyonce. So how was it? Oh my gosh. I mean, it really is like, just makes your, like all of your senses just like heightened. Oh. And... I feel like I've been saying this so much that I always was anti-arena shows. Mm-hmm. Like if an artist I loved was coming to town but was at like the United Center or the whatever, I just wasn't interested in going. Like I'm not an arena show girl. Yeah. And then I saw Lizzo, who we no longer speak of, at an arena show and I was just like, oh my God, this was amazing, right? But I still was just like, ah, oh, Beyonce, I love you, but I don't want to go to an arena show. Then I got FOMO and I went and... I was like, oh shit, have, is this what I've been missing all of these years being a snob about arena shows? And my coworker was like, no, because that show is like unlike anything else you'll ever see in your life. And I was like, okay, fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> because it didn't even matter where you were sitting. It was like, 
I mean, I, I can only say that from like the fact that I was on the floor seat, but I would imagine anywhere. I mean, my sister was in the nosebleed seats. She said it was unbelievable. Like, how were your and MLB's seats? <laughs> like, what was it like walking into the show? Was everyone in glitter? Like, the two of you looked incredible, the pictures I saw on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you so much. What's hilarious is that our seats were uh, 10 rows up from the back of the Superdome. Like the wall of the Superdome was like no more than 10 rows behind us. Like we were as far as you could possibly go. Yeah. But still incredible. I mean, I really, as scary as it was to climb all the way up there, like it really was awesome to be able to look out at everything. Of course, they have the huge screens. Of course, like, like you said, walking in there. Yes. Everyone is like in sparkles. And the other piece of it that was really fun is like, being in New Orleans, so we landed Tuesday. The show was Wednesday. Everybody and we flew Indy to Austin to New Orleans. Everybody on the Austin flight was going to the show. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, and that was like everything that everybody was talking about. And so it was like New Orleans called it the Beyonce bump. Like there were like thousands of people not from New Orleans who came into New Orleans for that show. Wow. So much fun. Oh my gosh, you're just like walking the streets and people are wearing glitter. Or if they're not wearing glitter, you still know that they're there for that. Oh yeah, they all had t-shirts. Oh yeah. I will admit that I did refuse to pay $55 for the t-shirt, but... um... That's exactly how I felt. I was like, do I want to spend $55 like that? I was like, damn, damn, that's a lot. Oh my God, but you were on the floor. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, oh it, my was, God. it was amazing, and and it was just like, but the merch, I couldn't, I couldn't do the merch. I didn't do. The, I was shocked actually. I was like, if there's any show I'm gonna have merch, I'm gonna buy some merch. It's gonna be the Beyonce show, and then I'm like, <laughs> no, no, not for fifty five. No. Oh my gosh. I mean, but her set list and the dancers and the pyrotechnics and like, what did you think of? One thing that got to me was and I would love to know how you felt about it was like in between songs like the video or what would you even call it like the messaging around what she was trying to get across on that huge screen like it was just so impactful I thought it was just it's hard for me to describe how did you feel about it that is exactly how I felt about it like it is this like full experience of like not just seeing a live show but seeing the video and the movies and like I feel like they really yes created this whole story that wasn't just what was happening on the stage and it was between the right it was the costume changes I mean I don't know how many costume changes she does maybe is it seven? Oh, I don't even know it seems it's dizzying to me yes yeah so that was amazing I agree and I will say the only time I turned to MLB and was just like, oh, I wish I was in Chicago for this was all of the house music. Like when the percolator came on, I was like, oh, I really wish we were in Chicago right now because I'm sure the Chicago crowd lost their minds I'm sure. at all of that old school house. And the, I feel like the people of New Orleans, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. I mean, so that's so amazing that the two of you got to go. What about the mute challenge though? How did that go? New Orleans, I feel like was quiet but didn't wait for her to come back on to start screaming again so I feel like we lost oh yeah 
You have to wait yeah. for her. I realized that after the fact, but it's so hard to wait because she waits a long time and you're like, oh my gosh, but I'm so excited. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh my God, we won. Yeah. On Instagram, I claimed that New Orleans won, but deep in my heart, I know mm. we did not. Yeah. And she's done now, right? Like the show is yeah. over. The last show was Sunday. October 1st was the last show in Kansas City. Wow. And I heard that her documentary about the the tour is coming out on December 1st. I've already been texting a friend of mine here in Bend that we're going to dress fully up with our sequins at the AMC Theater in Bend on December 1st. I mean, I would hope that a bunch of people are going to come to watch it. It's going to be in the theaters. I was like, that's amazing. It's going to be an event, I, I hope. I hope so too. Oh my gosh, you're right. All right, yeah, we got to get ready for that. We got to get ready. I mean, also though, Karen, like you and I were on the tail end of her tour. Are our our shows going to be on the tour? Like I would imagine that she knows that people are going to watch the show thinking like, am I going to see the show that I was at? Like I want to see the show that I was at, you know? Yes. I know. How do you incorporate, especially if the costumes were different? Yes. Um, like every single time. Like I guess they were a couple that were the same. Yeah. But for the most part, she changed every time. Right. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. She's got two months. I know. She's got to figure it out. I'm sure she has an incredibly capable team on her side to do that. But wait, okay. What about New Orleans after the fact, though? Okay, so you're coming out of the Superdome, and you and MLB are, my guess, is riding high on Beyonce magic. And then what happens for the next several hours slash days? So funny you asked that, because... <laughs> While we're sitting there waiting, and she came out really late for our show, fine, but we sat there for quite a long time because I made us get there early. So I was like, we're going to go out on Bourbon Street after this. And then it was like, let's see how we feel. So that show, and we went on Wednesday night, that show didn't end until after midnight. Oh, whoa. Yeah. No, she didn't take the stage till 930. So the show didn't end until after midnight. And to our credit, we did walk to Bourbon. We walked down Bourbon for our hotel. So we stayed within walking distance of the Superdome. Nice. Bourbon Street also within walking distance. We walked down Bourbon. It was, as you can imagine, just like a giant party. We walked to Willie's Fried Chicken and then walked back to the hotel and had a drink in the lobby. And the lobby, it was supposed, I don't know if they stayed open 24 hours or not. The bar in the lobby. Yeah. As advertised, but we got drinks at 3 a.m. Oh my God, that's a, on a Wednesday. Yes, a Wednesday. living your best lives. That's amazing. Beyonce Hurricanes. themed drinks. Well, Beyonce themed drinks in the hotel lobby. Yes. Yes, that is so wonderful. Oh my gosh, Karen. That sounds like such an amazing plan. I love that the two of you went out, even if it was in your hotel bar. Like, that's fantastic. I'm sure there were other people yes. in the same hotel that were exact, oh, yeah. like living it up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, after going to Bourbon Street. And the other parts of piece of that trip, I mean, like, there were so many things about that trip that were great, but MLB loves Corinne Bailey Ray. Oh, yeah. Who played Tuesday night in New Orleans. What? Oh, my God. Right. The day we landed. So we went to that show, too. That's fantastic. How fun is that? Did you know that going in? We knew Sunday. Okay. And I was like, let's not buy tickets yet. Let's go to the box office. And it totally worked out to wait till the day of to buy the tickets and oh my gosh that was a very weird but wonderful show it is about it is like 
she plays her entire new album. Oh. And only the last song was a previous song. So if you don't like the new album, it's a little dicier. But the cool thing is that the new album is entirely about the Stony Island Arts Bank, which is an arts archive and event space in the Chicago, on the south side of Chicago. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's so random. It was so surreal to hear Corinne Bailey Ray in her British accent in New Orleans talking about Chicago. It's like, <laughs> what is happening right now? It's like such a simulation moment. Like, it's just like, what world am I living in right now? Wow. I was going to ask if she's from Chicago, but no, she's British? Okay. Oh, yeah. Huh. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, how fun is that? And then you stayed the rest of the week, right? Did you like yes. do some sightseeing, some beignet eating? How did all of it go? Uh, the beignet eating, I didn't want to eat them, but I ate them twice. They're so amazing. They're so good. Gosh. And then what did we do Thursday? Oh, Thursday we hung out, lots of walking, had drinks with one of my best friends in the world from growing up. Oh Somebody I've known since I was like, I know, 11 years old. How fun is that? That they just live there? In, yes, lives in New Orleans. So what? Much fun. I know. And then Friday was great because my cousin from Chicago, her daughter goes to school in New Orleans. And so we all hung out all day Friday. And I got to go to MLB's alma mater, which is Dillard in New Orleans. So fun. Oh, that's right. I forgot that MLB went to Dillard. It's like, so they really know New Orleans, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's so yeah. fun. That's amazing. Did they like it too? Did they love the Beyonce oh, yeah. concert? Oh, my God. Yes. No, we are obsessed with it. Obsessed. <laughs> oh, I'm so good. I'm so glad you went. And I'm so glad you're not Mar Molly Ringwald that didn't go to the prom. This is a callback listeners from many, many episodes ago. But yeah. yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Ugh, I don't know what I would have done if I was like going to the concert movie but hadn't been to the concert. Right. So sad. But also so wonderful that the two of you got to go down there. I'm so, so, so happy for you. And how great that you only had like a one-day work week last week. I know. Bonus. Oh wow. so yes, thank you. Yes, I mean... I wish I could tell people, like, definitely go see Beyonce, but you can't now. But you can go to the concert movie December 1st. Yes. Yes. Not sponsored, but we would take your sponsorship money, Beyonce. Anytime. <laughs> Not that you need it, but that you need to, like, pay me anything to talk about you. But, um, yeah. No, that's awesome. That's so great. Okay, so... So for those who listened last week to our podcast and heard that you were on your way to New Orleans and I was sitting in my New York City hotel room, very excited about being in on the East Coast for a week and a half. Basically, long story short, I didn't end up staying in New York. I did go to the West Village. I had a couple nice days where I was like bopping around and went to a great dinner alone. Um, but then I started feeling crappy and then I started feeling really crappy and then I flew home and so that like yeah I mean I feel okay honestly even though I sound super nasally but um I just I mean COVID like it it kind of dovetails into our topic today which thanks for being willing to talk about it Karen because basically the topic of like when things don't go to plan and it's okay like I will tell you that the reason why I thought of this topic was because 
I have, so I travel quite a bit, but there really has not been a trip in the past, I would say two or three years that I have been as anxiously anticipating as my trip to the West or to the East coast. Like I have had multiple, um, physical folders like file folders that say new york city on them i've put like new york times articles in them the past six months like oh i have to go to this restaurant i have to go to this show like i can't forget to get tickets to this preview like oh my gosh i might be able to go to this dance event and then i have like notes in my notes app and i'm like oh chelsea handler's playing on the 30th should i go i don't know and um and so then and then of course i plan you know excursions with friends who live on the east coast and everything just blew up like it was just one of those things where I had a great time with my family and Tyler when they were there and then what's interesting though is like Thursday morning I woke up and I was like I'm calling it like that's it like I'm really sick I can't stay here like I know that I have to go and it was one of those things that I don't know how to describe it other than like feeling like I was like on a moving walkway in an airport where Mm. I felt like okay, the next step is to get on the Alaska Airlines app. The next step is to rebook my flight. And I did it. Like, I was so grateful. And the entire day, I felt zero remorse about losing out on that week in New York. I really did. Like, I, not only did I not care, but I was actually happy that it happened the way it did, even though I can't say I'm happy that I had COVID or I have COVID. But like, it was interesting because I was texting Tyler and I was like, hey, I'm going to come home. I'll get a cab. I'll be home at 1, 1, 1 a.m. Da, da, da. And he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I know how excited you were. Like he was feeling so bad for me. And I was like, honestly, I'm good. I'm like, I really am. Like I'm New York is going to be here when I get back. Like it's totally fine. So I come home. I'm able to get the flight. I fly home. I have a really nice cab driver. Yada, yada, yada. Get home. Get into the, you know, the extra bedroom because Tyler's already sleeping in her primary bedroom. And I lay down and all I could do, Karen, literally is just say out loud, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like I could, I really was out loud to no one in this bedroom. I was saying thank you because I was so grateful that it worked out the way it did, that I was in my own house, in my own bed. Like I knew I was getting sicker. I knew I had COVID even though I had been testing negative, which I did test positive the following day. And then what ended up happening was fucking hurricane whatever hit new york oh my the God. next morning <gasps> that's morning. right did you see those videos yes oh my god i mean the flooding in the like the subway stations and like how like you know streets turned into rivers and all of this stuff like i would have been in the middle of that and <gasps> yes i would have had enough food and i was on the fifth floor in the apartment that i was renting and like i would have been okay i would have just basically been under house arrest like they're really like me personally i would have been okay but i'm also just like so grateful that it didn't work out <laughs> like i'm just so happy yes. and it's just this concept of like when you have a plan and you're really fucking tight about that plan and you don't want to like budge from that plan and then all of a sudden it explodes in your face and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Actually, that's actually good. I don't know. That's just what I was thinking about today. Oh, Katie, I'm so glad you got out. I'm so sorry you have COVID and I'm so sorry you weren't like that you felt like shit, but like, oh my God. Oh my God. Can you believe that? Like literally the next, I feel like the next day it was like, oh, the governor is declaring a state of emergency. Yes. yes. Oh, flash flooding. Oh, corpses of rats thousands of rat corpses are floating on the street oh my god yeah no seriously and i was in lower manhattan so it's like i would have been 
right where it happened. Like a friend of mine lives in the Upper East Side and I was like, how are you doing? Are you okay? And she's like, it's not really affecting me as much. But, and I, I mean, I was like, no, no, no. I would have been in the middle of it. And like, it was happening literally karen while i was sleeping in my bed like it was like the next morning tyler's like well you're really lucky you're not there and i was like well what are you talking about like i'm happy i'm here and he's like no no, no you don't understand because I, I by the way woke up at noon the next day yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> pacific time yeah. of course yeah, yeah, yeah. i was sick as hell but um but yeah no i mean it's just it's interesting because i just feel like there's this thing that I'm like noodling around in my head of like when you make a plan even if it's not just a plan for a vacation but like a plan for your life I mean I'm going to say like you know what like for example I probably have talked about this on the pod before but I remember when I was like young like 10 11 I used to tell my brother Eric that my life was going to unfold as follows. I was going to get married at 24. I was going to have my first kid at 27. I was going to have my second kid at 28, maybe 29. And then I was going to live, you know, like off into the, I don't know, like wonderfulness of life and who the hell heck knows. And he always, he really like listened to me and he was just like, I can't like, okay, I don't know what my plan is. And like, poor kid. Like, I mean, I just, I have no fucking idea what I was talking about, but like he, he now to this day he's like yeah that didn't you know I mean he doesn't like make fun of me in any way but he's just like you know that really I remember when you had such a plan and yeah what what my plan was is like I did get married when I was 27 I get no 28 Hmm. but then I didn't have a kid oh and I also got my uterus taken out when I was 41 so that wasn't really part of the plan also I'm okay with it and so it's like and people who like get divorced and they definitely that wasn't their plan and I'm not trying to say that divorces are good but like whatever for some people they really really are and like maybe they don't realize that they're really good until years down the line but anyway I'm just gonna stop talking because I would love to hear your thoughts about this I I love this topic and I love that your I love hearing your description of it and the way that it like can go from a vacation that blows up to things you plan for your life just not going that way and like the thing that comes up for me is this idea of just like a sweet surrender like this is just happening it is not happening the way I wanted it to I'm gonna do what I can what can you do you can book your flight home and get your ass out of there Mm -hmm. and sleep in your own bed yes and there's something I don't know about you but I feel like For me, part of the stressful part, the most stressful part of traveling is the prep. Like I, I stress about planning to pack. Yeah. Buying the small size shit for my toiletries. And because I haven't traveled in so long and on, I haven't been taking flights. I've been driving everywhere so I can just take everything. Right. Like, so like all of these small details are the things that I like get stressed out about before I travel and that I have to like let go of when I actually get there and I feel like when something sudden happens it's just like oh I I didn't even have time to stress out about that shit (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) that's happening okay well like that's so real but that's such a beautiful surrender moment where it's just like oh okay that wave is hitting right now I'm just gonna go with it and just like la-di-da Oh my gosh, my coworker. So I have a coworker. Oh, I hate that this. I hate this part of this trip. I have a coworker who lives in Austin, who also went to the New Orleans show, and we had these grand plans of meeting up, and it did not work out. Oh no! 
But I know it's so sad to not be able to see her, but we talked today on Zoom to debrief and she was saying that she went to the show with her cousin and doors opened, let's say doors opened at seven, the show started at eight. Beyonce has typically been taking the stage by 8.30. Yeah. This show, she didn't take the stage till 9.37. Okay, but so, but they didn't get to the stadium. They didn't get to the Superdome until nine, right? And my coworker was just like, I'm just going to let go and let God. I just, <laughs> it was just like, we're going to get there. It's going to be fine. But it was just like, so funny. This like, it's very Texan, like let go and let God, like sometimes you just got to surrender to what's happening. Fuck it. Yes. Yes. Because it like, oh gosh, like your description of this is making me like, oh, I'm like just clutching my microphone because like your coworker. Okay. You said that she was with her cousin yes and the cousin had bought the tickets okay yes i think the whole time if i was your coworker, i would have been like beyonce's usually on 8 30 we're missing a half hour of the show like that's easily like a huge chunk of my well okay i guess her cousin bought the tickets but their you know purchase price like but also like oh my gosh you want to see the open and oh i would have been so stressed out that's the thing it's like what is the opposite of that surrender let go and let god it's like being a control freak that like does nothing. <laughs> like it's like beating your head against a wall, which that's definitely can be me at times. Once in a while, oh, I've yeah. experienced that experience. Just just a few times. Couple, three or four. And what I, I one of the things I said back to her was like, it's so good. It was a cousin who she loves. Yeah. But I was like, I feel like a cousin in that situation, you can sweet surrender a partner. Oh no. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, I am yelling about every millisecond that goes by. (laughs) Seriously, a cousin is the perfect person because I even think a friend, like if you were really close friends, you would be so annoyed. And then it's like, but your cousin, you're like, I probably don't see you that often. Like it's an, it's a unique experience. It's just like, come on, like, let's get this show on the road. But really, though, you're right. The partner piece. Oh, God. That would be a bad scene. That would be a bad scene. He's like, oh, no. If that had been my husband. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, ooh, yeah. Things just not, they don't go the way you plan them to go. Like, you fly into New Orleans for a show and you get there late. It turns out to be on time, but you don't know that you're on time. And I, I there is something like, it's a, as stressful as it is for things to not go the way you want them to. Sometimes it can be a relief. Yeah, it really can, especially when you're willing to look at it in a way of like, you're not yes. holding on to what was like, if you keep holding on to what was like, well, wait, but it could have been, it could have been, and it's not, it's just not. Then it's like, if you can let go of that, it's easier said than done. But the, yeah, that's the, when the relief washes over you and you're just like, great. Like, it almost like opens you up to just like the possibilities of what is now. Yeah. I feel like this is a, I I'm glad we're talking about this, this version of it, like your trip version of it and not something huge. Cause I think people who are listening who have had something huge, not go the right way. are probably like, fuck you girls. But I feel like here's out. Once you give yourself the space to grieve and to mourn that what didn't happen and what 
you wanted to happen and what you thought was going to happen. Yeah, I feel like we said I before we hit record, like the nirvana for me, I will know I have achieved enlightenment when these things happen and I'm able to just be like, okay. I I am in a place in my thinking that whatever happens is okay. Yes. No matter how this goes, it's going the way it was meant to go. It's okay. That's such a beautiful place, Karen. It really is. And you're absolutely right for the people who are listening that are like, Oh no, things didn't go the way they they are, were supposed to. And then everyone, everything went to shit and you guys can't, you can't tell me anything otherwise. And I'd, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like I just, you know. No, but I can, I can see your lips moving. Can you hear me? You know. Oh my God, I can hear you now. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh. Well, what just happened? Why did you change out of nowhere? I have no idea. That was so weird. I didn't even touch anything. Right. Me neither. Okay, wait. But you can... I'm not going to touch... My microphone's disconnected. Should I reconnect it? No, no, no. You sound great. Maybe we should just not touch anything. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, but you can hear me. I can. I don't want to touch anything. You sound great. I, I mean, this is this is the surrender moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh my gosh! What was that? I don't know what's happening with our mics. I know. Okay, we're we're okay though. Okay. I mean, this is. A great test to to our the plan was that our mics were going to work perfectly what happened is they didn't and what we're experiencing now is a surrender moment of like yay oh well (laughs) 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 okay yeah um well we're almost at time anyway so I don't know if I have a ton to add on this topic. <laughs> um, I don't know if I do either. Oh, you were saying something really good, though. Oh, gosh. I don't remember anything that I was saying, but it's okay. It's okay. I mean, the surrendering, the, like, getting to a place where you're okay with what happens the next stage of what happens versus like the plan of what was going to happen in your mind. Yes. Well, and I think also remembering that, and we've talked about this before, sometimes things don't go the way that you plan them. They go better. Yeah. Like sometimes a shitty thing happens and is immediately replaced by a great thing or maybe a great thing replaces the thing that you thought was going to happen and you're like oh this is so much better totally totally yeah. that there are so many examples of that like I feel like for both of us for sure but I'm sure with so many lives yeah, yeah. so so listeners if you're in a, a space where you're like god damn it this thing is not working out you never know it could be the opening for something even better it could be the opening of you falling asleep very very soon and just saying thank you to no one 
and just being really happy that you got COVID and that you're in bed alone. <laughs> That's yeah. Slash. If you have the right, if you have achieved Nirvana, you will feel that way regardless of what happens. Yes. That like, you will always, that you're, you'll always just be in a space of like, okay, it's okay that that happened. Yes. Yes. That is so beautiful. All right. Well, thanks everybody. We will see you all next week. <laughs>